pasado por su casa, que ha venido porque quiere ser feliz. Welcome to Tom's World Language Cafe, coming to you live from Avon, Indiana, and it's uh, June, we're in the middle of June, it's a beautiful day in Avon, Indiana, and uh, welcome again to Tom's World Language Cafe, sponsored by Radio UCCS, uh, University of Colorado, Colorado Springs. I uh, would like to thank um, Brandon Ortega, the station manager, uh, and also University of Colorado, the various departments for sponsoring the show. And also a special thanks to Marge Mystery for getting this all started. Uh, we certainly miss her a lot. Uh, today we have a special guest, Dr. Vince DeLumpa. Uh, and Dr. DeLumpa, Vince, uh, as we're going to be calling him on the show, is a surgeon. And uh, he's going to talk to us today about uh, his interest in world language study and world cultures and how that uh, gets integrated into what he does every day. Uh Hello, Vince. How are you? Hey, hi, Tom. Thank you for having me on your show. Well, you're welcome. Thanks for being on the show. Uh, I wanted uh, you to tell the listeners, if you could tell them a little bit about yourself, uh, where you live, your family, and what you do. Okay, well, yeah, I'm a, I'm a general surgeon, and I'm, I live in uh, Carmel, Indiana. Uh, I, I'm a father of six uh, six children, uh, and I, uh, I uh, uh, basically uh, take uh, uh, do surgery on, on patients, take out gallbladders, do appendectomies, uh, also do hernia repairs, and and uh, lumps and bumps. So, uh, how long have you been a surgeon now? Uh, I've been a surgeon since 1996. That's when I. I graduated from uh, Chicago, uh, went to University of Illinois. Uh, so I've been practicing for about uh, 23 years um, uh, now. Now, uh, Vince, where are you uh, working now? Which hospital? Oh, I'm at uh, Community North. I'm in, uh, it's in uh, northeast uh, uh, Indianapolis. Now, the... Uh, just for curiosity, what is a normal day like for a surgeon? <laughs> I, I'm sure the listeners would like to know what's a normal day, or are there are there normal days? Well, you know, basically, I have office days and I have surgery days, and um, it, sprinkled in between there, I have uh, days where I'm on call for the emergency room. So, uh, uh, my office days, I see patients uh, who come in with with uh, their ailments, uh, hernias, uh, abdominal pain. Uh, then I um, get them set up for surgery. Uh, when I'm uh, doing my surgery days, uh, anywhere from uh, four to six um, uh, cases that day, starting about eight o'clock in the morning and finishing when I'm done. And then my emergency call days uh, can vary in terms of what what uh, I do, It's just based on what comes in through the emergency room. Now, your parents um, have an interesting background, too. Uh, could you tell the listeners where they're from and what they did? Yeah, well, I, I was actually, uh, I was born in Chicago, but my parents are both uh, Filipinos. Uh, they're both uh, physicians as well. And they, um, they met here in the United States. They're both from different uh, 
islands in the Philippines, uh, one from uh, uh, a uh, small island uh, of uh, Iloilo, and uh, my my mom is from the, the big uh, island, the uh, uh, where Manila is. Now, uh, where did you uh, learn English and Spanish? I know that you also speak Spanish very well. And uh, where did you learn English and Spanish then? And, and you were in the United States, right? Yeah, well, I was, I was born, uh, so I was born in America, so I, I grew up uh, learning, you know, uh, learning uh, uh, English. My, uh, my mom and dad spoke uh, Tagalog, and, and I learned a little bit from them, but, but uh, not much because they had different dialects, so they, decided, they uh, decided to talk to us in, in a sort of English uh, half uh, Tagalog type of uh, language. So I never really picked up their language, but uh, I, I went uh, to, to Seville, Spain, my uh, senior year in college in 1987. I spent six months uh, in Europe total, five months in Seville, and uh, basically learned my uh, Spanish at that time. I had, prior to that, uh, learned uh, Spanish in high school and then, uh, and then in college four years in each, uh, but really uh, tied it down and, and got it all together up uh, when I went to uh, Spain in 1987. And uh, how, do, how do you use Spanish with the patients? Uh, are, are, I know you deal with... Uh, Quite a few uh, Latino patients, uh, people, Spanish speakers, and um, how do you uh, do that? And what are the results and the benefits of being bilingual uh, with their patients? Well, what what is uh, really nice about my practice that we see, in addition to in addition to, to uh, English speaking, is uh, Hispanic speaking patients of uh, the. Uh, there's a, there's a, a decent uh, uh, percent that uh, come through that uh, don't don't speak a single word of English, and and uh, I've been able to uh, communicate with them that way, and uh, uh, find it quite uh, gratifying to uh, be able to to really um, uh, to really communicate and then get a, a good rapport with the patients, uh, even though that even though they don't have uh, English as their uh, language. Now this. Um uh, obviously, when you break the ice with the with the Hispanic patient, uh, that must make them feel at ease with what's going to happen and understand the process better uh, than if you were not able to do that. And so, uh, is that correct? I guess probably so, right? Yeah, it's nice when uh, when I come into a room and uh, I, I I can I can tell. Uh, by their last names uh, at first, but also uh, obviously when I get in there and I see the patient, uh, uh, Hispanic patient at the bed and, and their family all around them, uh, it's, it's nice to be able to uh, first uh, um, ask them if they speak English and if they uh, shake their head no, then uh, go ahead and start talking in Spanish. And it, it does uh, make them smile and it does, yeah, it, it give, builds up a good rapport, makes them feel comfortable and safe um, with uh, my care. Now, you mentioned uh, your travels in Spain. Are you following Spain and the World Cup? Because they, well, let's see, they got beat the other day by the Netherlands, right? Yeah, well, I, I, know, they're a, I know they're a good team. I, I've been, been following a little bit of the USA and, and was quite pleased at their win uh, yesterday against 
Ghana. But uh, yeah, I know Spain. Spain's always been a powerhouse, even back 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 when I was uh, there. And uh, I know I know that that's a big deal, and uh, I'm quite excited for them. Now they they play tomorrow. I think they play uh, Chile, don't they? Tomorrow, I think it's they play uh, the Chile team. Uh, okay. Now, what are your favorite places that you visited in Spain? What were those? Well, uh, my my uh, favorite would be would be Seville, uh, probably because that's where I was for the five months. But we traveled around. I I, uh, I, I loved Madrid. Uh, we flew into there and stayed there a couple days. And then, uh, then I visited there with uh, my my class uh, a couple times. Look at the uh, the cultural uh, 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 sites there. Um, I also liked uh, Barcelona and uh, enjoyed enjoyed that city as well. The the um, uh, possibilities are huge for for students today if they learn another language be it uh, Spanish, French, German, Chinese, Arabic, whatever. Uh, but uh, why is, um, in the United States, for example, we, we always hear that we have a lot of monolingual people and students. Uh, why do you think that is that happens, uh, that we end up, uh, we have a lot of people who take languages, and then, but we don't necessarily have a lot of bilingual people Practicing every day, using it as as their second language. Why would you, why do you think that happens? Well, I think because uh, the, probably the main reason is we're, we're not exposed to it. I think um, if if somebody if somebody really wants to learn a language, uh, the best way is to to be immersed in the culture, and that's hard to do when uh, when we're living you know when we're living our daily lives in America. So. I think it's it's quite important uh, for uh, students to make make a make a trip to uh, another place, and like you said, another country, whether it be Spain or, or Germany or uh, even Japan, and uh, learn learn the language and learn the culture, and it really sinks in. It, it makes it uh, not it makes it not only enjoyable but but quite functional. And. Can you tell us why the study of Spanish is so important in the U.S. today? Well, a major a major portion of the population is is uh, Hispanics and Hispanic speaking only. So I think it's a great it's a great uh, facet to have, uh, whether it be in the medical field or or uh, a business or even uh, mission worker or. Uh, any other field that would require uh, meeting uh, meeting that type of uh, group, and, and it's a, it's an abundant group out there. Now, can you tell the listeners about your family? I know that uh, your wife is a doctor, and I know you have six uh, kids. Who, if if I I think I recall, uh, many of them are studying another language, and most of them I think are Spanish, but studying Spanish, but. Um, can you tell the listeners uh, their names and and uh, their ages and what they're doing? And I know yeah. they they do language. They they're really into language learning, and uh, they do a lot of other things. I I know they're very busy. So can you tell us a little bit about that? Sure, I'd be happy to. Uh, my wife, uh, my, first of all, my wife 
we've been married, and I and I I, I stand. I, I I'd like to correct myself. But we've been married for 23 years. I've been practicing since, since 1996, but uh, been married to my wife uh, 23 years now, and uh, she's a, an anesthesiologist. So uh, she she puts patients to sleep, and uh, we we have a, a good uh, actually a good a good thing going. Uh, she puts them to sleep, and I take care of them. So we're we're pretty much a team, not only at home but also at work. Uh, but having said that, my I have six children. Like like I said, my my oldest is nineteen, and my youngest is nine. And I have four boys and uh, two girls. And each of them have learned uh, Spanish uh, through their grade school and and uh, up, up through high school, and uh, it, it's amazing that they are learning the Spanish so early and so well. And I, I hear my even my uh, 12-year-old uh, uh, will speak to me, and I'll be fascinated to hear them talking about things that, and how they talk, talk about things with their uh, vocabulary uh, much more than I did, uh, you know, through high school. So... I'm quite excited. I think the teaching techniques are are better. I, I look through their uh, homework and um, uh, work with them sometimes, and and I, I really like the way they're teaching it. It's it's a little bit different than before, where we had to uh, memorize. Now it's a m- more of uh, pictures and and saying phrases back and forth. So I think I think it's um, number one. I think uh, schools are offering Spanish um, early on, and number two, I think their teaching techniques are. Uh, more uh, sophisticated these days, so I, I think I think it's really uh, uh, you know I think it's really come of age uh, the uh, the way we we uh, learn Spanish. Now the role of technology and language learning, for example, um, we have um, we have the techies out there teaching who you know love to do everything on the computer. Then we have some teachers uh, who. Uh, do half on the computer and then half uh, the, the communicative way. Some teachers do 75% uh, communication, 25% technology. So we have a mixed bag out there of uh, people, the practicing teachers, using technology and, and language study. We also have uh, online courses uh, which seem to uh, becoming more popular uh, in some parts of the country. Um, what do you think about learning a language online? Uh, do you think that's uh, a good way to learn it or, or as good as uh, the live way where you're with students in a classroom interacting using language? Um, what, what's your thought on that? Well, I think, I think uh, the, the web uh, or the Internet does provide uh, visual uh, Reinforcement of of, of uh, the language. I think a, a large part of the uh, a large part of learning Spanish is training the ear to, to hear how uh, the language uh, inflections and the rhythm of the language goes through. So I, I can see the web, uh, you know, or the internet providing uh, that that sort of visual and, and auditory. Uh, Reinforcement of the language. I, I personally like uh, live uh, co- uh, communication uh, where where one needs to be on the spot. Uh, but as as far as uh, live um, uh, teaching, if that if that's available, where there could be a one on one interaction, 
I think that would uh, also um, be beneficial yeah. in, 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 in teaching the uh, language through the Internet. So you would say the, the Internet is more of a... Um, more of a to be used as a re- resource, right? Of listening and uh, speaking, maybe, and a little and some culture, but a, a, res- a resource that uh, could be used. Uh, is that what you? Yeah, yeah, that? I agree with you. I agree with you there, and it's it's obviously easier to to uh, log in or or uh, get into the uh, web page and, and and bring up bring up the information than, than a, to meet one-on-one. So I think that yeah, that that's uh, obviously the the uh, benefit of the Internet is that we can, we can basically uh, type in a few keywords and we're, we're, we're talking overseas or, or talking, you know, uh, internationally. Now, this um, uh, technology use in medicine uh, I'm sure there must be a lot of different ways technology is being used today uh, in, in surgery and in, in teaching of medicine and sharing ideas. Could you uh, tell the listeners uh, your, your thoughts about technology today and where things may be headed um, within in dealing with surgery and technology and surgery, technology uh, in in uh, medicine in general, um, what's going on out there with that? Well, like we, like we were talking about Spanish, one of the ways that the internet has uh, tied together uh, uh, learning uh, in medicine would be through webinars. Uh, that's one of the ways that I do my uh, learning uh, about certain subjects. And it's nice, we can all uh, log in, and uh, there's a uh, nice uh, discussion on the uh, internet, and we're all tied in, and we can all listen in and also ask questions. And that's nice because it pulls everybody together, and we don't have to uh, meet up in some particular place, and, and it's, quite, it's quite useful, and, and at time, you know, it, it, it works well with our time. Another, uh, another way that has been a, uh, a big... Uh, Big, big undertaking and, and working well is um, uh, telemedicine, and uh, you know I, I, I started a, at a small rural rural hospital, and uh, and you know in, in those small hospitals don't have the resources the the doctors to take care of patients such as uh, critical care patients uh, without having to send them to uh, downtown to to a bigger hospital. Uh, that was until we got the uh, the internet uh, uh, um, together, where we can uh, have actually uh, a video camera into the room, and the doctor can look into the patient's room, talk to the nurse live, look at vitals, and actually make decisions on critically care critically ill patients um, while they're you know 50 miles away. So that improves the care of the patient, and also uh, makes it uh, so that uh, the access to care is uh, very is very easy and and, um, and, and quickly done. Um, and the third the third thing would be uh, you know conferencing, uh, doing procedures across the uh, you know, across the internet as well, where I can uh, look in or if I have to consult somebody about a procedure, I can actually do it live and uh, and, and log into the, the, the to the surgeon who, who would be a more of an expert. 
and they would uh, would be able to look at it on the procedures, say, say it'd be laparoscopy or robotic surgery, and able to uh, and to uh, able to consult on the on the uh, internet live while the patient's asleep. And I think that's uh, really where we're going with this. Uh, uh, it's really where we're going with this these days. Um, now, certainly, you, you, one, certainly one of these days, uh, one, one more thing, um, is one of these days robotic surgery can be done from a different location. Um, it, robotic surgery be, meaning uh, putting instruments into the patient and actually having uh, somebody from a, a distant uh, air, uh, location do the surgery. One of these days that, that's going to be a reality. That, that is, that is a, a phenomenal use of technology. All of it was incredibly interesting. Thank you for sharing that. Uh, the role of languages in, in world medicine, for example, uh, how can that uh, be improved or, or what's going on out there with languages? And, uh, in other words, what if you want to talk to a doctor in, in Madrid? a surgeon in Madrid, or they want to talk to you and you share a technique, are you able to do that? Or Yeah, that, that's uh, similar to what we discussed. But, but yeah, it, it is getting uh, more and more uh, popular. It's certainly not mainstream, but that there, there have been uh, operations done uh, across, across the, uh, you know, the uh, ocean. Uh, and uh, one would be looking in and consulting and looking at the operation, while the other one would be receiving uh, information and, and actually doing the procedure. Now, with robotics, uh, one of these days that that will be one to one, where uh, someone will be able to be on a console and actually um, do the operation across the water or across across you know the miles. Now, that's not very far. Now, do, do a lot of the surgeons around the world speak English, or do they do they mostly read it? Are there some that can speak it, like you know, in Spain, France, Germany? Uh, are there people that you know are online or come to the webinars from other countries that are? Has that ever happened? Yeah, well, you 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 hear a lot of uh, of, of surgeons and physicians. Talking from the other other uh, countries that you know, we speak the, com uh, the, the 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 common language, I should, I should say, of English. But you can hear their uh, accents uh, from their native um, languages. I think uh, again, that's where the interface with with the internet um, is important, and and that us learning uh, another language makes it that, that much stronger to communicate across the internet and, and not really have to rely on, on English all the time as, as, as the uh, common language. Now, what, what do you do to relax? I know that you're uh, really busy a lot. Do, do you have time to relax and what, what does a surgeon do to relax? Well, fortunately, you know, with six kids, you know, they're, they're very active uh, in, in sports, one of my sons plays football. A couple play play uh, tennis and golf, and and uh, my daughters uh, do um, ballet and jazz dancing, performance dancing. So I, I, I'm a I'm, I'm a great spectator of their of their uh, of their respective um, um, sports and 
and uh, dance, and, and I enjoy doing that in my spare time. Uh, other thing too is like I, I discussed, like I, I met, uh, alluded to, I love to play golf. I don't do it often any, anymore, but that's that would that be that would be my pastime uh, to uh, to um, uh, in my you know my leisure time. Now we're in uh, this. Uh we're at the beginnings, well, a little bit past the beginning stages now of the World Cup. Do you have a favorite team that you want to win? Well, you know, I, I'm, I, I like the United States uh, for obvious reasons. Um, if there would be another team that I like, it would be, it would be Spain, as we discussed earlier. But, but uh, really, uh, I think it's a great, it's a great uh, world event, and, and just. Being a part of watching it and seeing seeing uh, the different uh, both uh, sides um, uh, yelling and screaming for their teams, I think is is entertaining enough for me at this point. Now, were you uh, surprised today when Mexico tied Brazil? That was, that was quite a game for Mexico. Or did that surprise you the outcome or not? Well, I know that the, the teams are pretty tight this year. I mean, having having United States beat Ghana and. Uh, in this, in this uh, Mexico today, it just shows that they're, they're, it seems like it's a pretty close, close uh, competition. Uh, at least, uh, at least what I'm seeing. Now, this th- Thursday of this week, uh, we have the coronation right in Spain of uh, King Felipe the sixth. Is it the sixth or the? Yeah, I think it's the sixth. Ah, and Leticia, who will be the queen in Madrid. Um, now, were you surprised that uh, Juan Carlos uh, stepped down? Well, when I heard the news, uh, it, it was surprising. But uh, then again, uh, I think he, he's probably being wise. He knows he knows uh, it's a decision that he thinks is best for the country or best for for him and his family. So. Not not necessarily. Um, I, I think it's great that they continue to to honor their uh, their their royalty, uh, and and uh, I think that's an exciting time for the the coronation. Well, uh, Vince, I appreciate you being on the show. It is uh, so kind of you to take time out from. I know you have a really really busy schedule, and uh, I'm sure the listeners as well. Thank you uh, for being on the show sharing your thoughts about world language study and the applications of language in, in your profession. Um, and uh, have a great day tomorrow and a great rest of the week. And uh, uh, a ver si podemos hablar un poquito en español algún día, ¿verdad? En, entre nosotros a veces hablamos, ¿eh? Pero sí. de vez en cuando, ¿eh? Sí, y, está, está bien. Tienes... ¿Tienes un día difícil mañana? Uh, no, I, tengo uh, tres, tres casos de operaciones, pero es normal por mí. Ah, bueno. Entonces te deseo un día fabuloso, ¿ok? Usted. Ok. And uh, yeah. we're, we're going to close our show out uh, with Alejandro Fernández in Canta Corazón and also reminding you to come and join us again for our next show, which will be live in the about two and a half weeks from Madrid in España, where I have a show from Madrid. So uh, uh, thanks to all of you for listening, and thanks to UCCS and everyone there for sponsoring the show. Have a great week. Eh? Hasta pronto. Nos vemos, eh?
Thank you very much, Tom. Thanks for everything okay. you do. Okay. Thank you. Bye. Adios. Adios.